0: Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Seminoles podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Wayne McGehee, the third Florida State beat writer for the Tallahassee Democrat. And sorry it's been a few days. My uh, my entire household has been sick. My wife's been sick. My son's been sick. I've been sick. And it's been a rough couple of days. I hope everyone enjoyed their Halloween. Um, we The baby was finally good enough and we took, for, uh, we took him out for some trick-or-treating last night. But I hope everyone had a wonderful Halloween. Um... Florida State will be playing NC State this weekend on Saturday, and again, I apologize if I don't seem uh, very enthusiastic. I'm still under the weather, but uh, we're going to get this one done. If you don't know who I am and you haven't listened to this podcast before, I'm going to explain a little bit about myself before we get started. I started off covering Florida State. In January of 2014, I started off as an intern on the com site on the Scout Network, worked my way up to the publisher of that site, and then got the job as the beat writer for the Tallahassee Democrat in August of 2016. I cover football, baseball, basketball, and recruiting. I was out. Uh, for football, I cover every home football game, away football game, uh, bowl game doesn't matter. I'll be in Raleigh this weekend for Florida State's game against NC State. I cover every time Willie Taggart speaks, every time a player speaks. You know, every practice, you know, whatever the whatever's going on around the Florida State football program, I'm there. Basketball, cover every basketball home game, albeit tonight's exhibition game against Valdosta State. It's the Auburn Boyd game. Admission is free, and so is parking. So if you uh, want to get a, an early look at the, the 28, uh, 2018-19 Florida State men's basketball team, go check it out at the Tuck tonight. Baseball, cover every baseball home game, as well as any postseason baseball games. I was out in Omaha for the uh, College World Series two years ago and. Um, and then recruiting, I cover every major and minor recruiting event. I was talked with multiple recruits this past weekend about Florida State's game against Clemson and their visits to that, and how that affected them. But uh, Florida State's got a tough task ahead of them. NC State was ranked, I believe, twenty second in the uh, or twenty fourth. I can't remember which one. Um, it was they were ranked in the initial College Football Playoff poll, which means that every single team, Florida State's. Uh, will face the rest of the season is currently ranked in the uh, in the college football playoff top 25 so it's it's not going to be a tough task Ryan Finley is the best quarterback in the ACC uh, statistically Trevor Lawrence is the most talented quarterback in the ACC as we saw last weekend he is very very good he's thrown 16 touchdowns as two interceptions Ryan Finley is very very good um, and the the NC State offense that they run fits him perfectly and he's He's carved himself out a really nice college football career playing inside of it. So Florida State's uh, defense is going to have a very, very tough task of slowing him down on Saturday, but we're going to talk about, uh, we'll talk about NC State a little bit later in the podcast. The first thing we're going to talk about is James Blackman or DeAndre Francois. Willie Taggart said that if DeAndre Francois did not practice this week that he would not play against NC State. The two media viewing periods that that uh, the media were allowed to go, go to, DeAndre Francois did not throw a pass. He took part in some of the drills, but not a whole lot of drills that involved moving around. So at this point, you know, we talked to Willie Taggart this morning. He said that uh, he's still day-to-day, he made no decision but he did say that he's very very confident i believe the term was very 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 confident that james blackman can come in and get the job done so i think personally i think we're going to see james blackman on saturday i think this is a a good time a good timing not not necessarily you know you don't ever want to come off a 59 to 10 loss where your starting quarterback is injured in the fourth quarter but this is a good timing for um for Willie to, to see what James Blackman has in, in a full game. Uh, Blackman still has one game left as far as uh, to get his red shirt. He's played in three games. He can play it in four, which means that this if he plays in this game, it won't burn his shirt, and you give him a chance to see what he can do in a full game. So I think Florida State's going to put uh, James Blackman out there and i think the team's excited about it they obviously love the kid i mean they they love the kid he's he's fiery he's enthusiastic and he brings an energy to the team that really no one else has when you know something good happens in practice james is the first one there to celebrate with his teammates he's always pumping them up um he's basically he he's he's the best teammate on the team of anybody there and the guys love him and you know they i think they're going to come out and play well for him but you know, Francois, it's it's such an interesting, his season has been so, like, really interesting because as far as a pure passer goes, he's been very, very good. I mean, very, very good. But he also still doesn't run the offense properly. Um, he struggles to make pre-snap reads. He struggles to understand what the defense is giving him pre-snap. And it's cost Florida State, you know, Drives and points and you know it, any semblance of a running game. Um, there's a you know I mean it, it's not all on him obviously. The run game isn't all on him. You know the offensive line hasn't been very good. And the running backs frankly haven't been very good either. Um, you know Cam Akers had a nice game against Wake Forest, but he was held to seven yards against Clemson. Um, you know it's just that they haven't been haven't been very good this year. And part of that is because Francois keeps. Handing the ball off in situations where he shouldn't be, and the the running backs are running right into right into defenders because he didn't read the play properly. So, as far as a pure passer goes, Francois is better than James Blackman, um, especially down the field, which has been Florida State's primary sort of o- source of offense. So it's going to be interesting to see how Florida State if. If they do go to James Blackman uh, this Saturday against a state, it, it's it's going to be interesting to see how James Blackman moves the offense. If the running game gets any better, if there's more flow to the Florida state offense, because if there's not, then you have to you know question whether or not it's better to play Blackman or Francois, but we don't know what we have in Blackman yet. Um, you know, we, we, we haven't seen him outside of garbage time against Clemson. We don't know how he runs this offense. I mean, we saw him in the spring game, uh, 12 practices in of this offense and we, we don't really know how uh, how well he runs it considering he only had one scholarship receiver available to him in that scrimmage um, and that was Keith Gavin who dropped a number of passes but it's going to be uh it's going to be very interesting to see how Blackman uh, responds on Saturday if he is the guy because we know the guys we know the players are gonna play for him but if he does like if if the offense gets going and looks better, looks more in tune, you know, moves the football better, finds a semblance of a running game, even without the downfield passing threat of Francois, it's probably going to be better for Florida State to go with him the rest of the season, if that's the case, if that happens. If it doesn't happen, then obviously, um, you know, Willie Taggart's going to gonna have to go to, uh, going to have to have a choice to make. Um, you can pre- preserve Blackman's redshirt by not playing him again the rest of the season, but um, you know, Francois, uh, Francois' ability to throw the football down the field has really been Florida State's only source of offense. So if if that's lacking on Saturday and Florida State doesn't look any better against uh, against NC State with Blackman at quarterback, if he's the guy, it's it's going to be interesting to see what Willie Taggart does for the rest of the season. Um, but I do think that Florida State's offense is going to look better. I think Blackman... Uh, Blackman's going to do a better job of understanding what he's supposed to do in the offense, and the offense is going to run better. It might not have the same big passing plays like Francois, uh like Florida State has when Francois is at the helm, but it's probably, I don't want to say probably, I think it will be um, better with Blackman at the helm as far as just running tempo, getting things right, and running the offense the way it's supposed to be running. So we'll have to wait and see if that happens. But I do think uh, James Blackman is going to start on Saturday, you know, because Taggart said that if he didn't practice, he won't play. Well, he didn't practice, at least not when we were able to watch. So I do think we're going to see Blackman. It's going to be very interesting to see how uh, how the offense runs under him, and that's definitely going to be something we're going to have an eye on as far as uh, how things are going to go for the rest of the season. Um, in the next segment, I'm going to talk about a little bit about NC State. And then in the third segment and final segment, I'm going to talk about what happens. Like, I, I only see two outcomes for Florida State in this game, right? I, I there, There are obviously many more, but the two most likely, we're going to talk about those in the third segment. But before we get into that, We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on the Knolls. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to, and you can sort by price or look for seats in the section row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. That's locked on, no spaces, all capitalized for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee, so make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. Thanks for sticking with me. As we head into this uh, second segment, we're going to talk a little bit about NC State and we started off with quarterback Ryan Finley, and Finley has been very, very good this season. He leads the uh, leads the ACC in completion percentage at sixty six point eight yards, uh, two thousand two hundred and fifty yards per attempt, eight point five, and attempts per game at thirty seven point nine. So he's been very good this year, um, and a part of that is because of the system that he runs in. He gets the ball out of his hands quickly. He gets the ball into his playmakers' hands. It's NC State's only allowed four sacks this year. They have a very good offensive line, and the system that they run doesn't allow the quarterback to get pressured a lot. Florida State's going to have to find a way to disrupt that if they're going to have success on defense because Florida State's secondary has not played up to its potential this year. Um, you know, Levante Taylor hasn't really practiced this week. Uh, he's been dealing with a hamstring injury, so we'll have to wait and see if he's a- available to play. I personally don't think he will be at this point because he hasn't practiced at all which probably means you're going to see Asante Samuel Jr. start in his place a uh, true freshman. And um you know you've got you still got Kyle Myers and the safety position has been rather disappointing for Florida State. Um you know Stanford Samuels the 3rd is a corner, he's playing safety. I think he, Florida State would be much better served to move him back to safety, but the problem is is that the corner uh, the safeties behind him just aren't able to pick up the load that he's uh that he's dealing with at the uh, the free safety position. So, you know, Florida State's uh, secondary hasn't been great this year, and this is going to be one of the toughest tests for them because Finley is a good quarterback, and their, their wide receiver group is excellent. Um, Kelvin Harmon is one of the best wide receivers in the ACC. He has 46 catches for 794 yards. He's averaging 17.3 yards per catch. He has four touchdowns. Um, Jacoby Myers has 43 receptions. I mean, they have – They have six receivers with 10 or more receptions and four with more than 20. Um, And all four of those guys have at least one touchdown. So, you know, Florida State's going to have their hands full trying to deal with this uh, NC State passing attack. The rushing attack isn't very good. you know Ricky Persons Jr.'s a freshman. He's a bit, I, I believe he's been injured. Um, he's only played in four games, but he's averaging 5.3 yards per attempt. Reggie Gillespie Jr. is the senior running back. He's only averaging 3.8 yards per carry, but he has nine touchdowns. So Florida State's um, run defense has been the strength of the defense throughout the rest of the season or throughout the season so far, and uh, I expect that to continue against a team that doesn't really run the ball very effectively. Um, it's really going to come down to Florida State being able to to limit Ryan Finley in that passing attack um, on on Saturday. You know, Kelvin Harmon going just going back to him, dude has been an absolute monster. He's six four two fifteen. He's gonna he he has a size advantage against every corner that Florida State's going to put out there. So Florida State's going to need um going to need some re- a really good performance from its corners and its second and and its safeties to uh, To limit this NC State, to limit this NC State offense. Now the NC State defense hasn't been uh, hasn't been great this year. Um, they're allowing twenty five points, yeah, twenty five points per game so far this season, and it's uh, you know it, ha- it hasn't been especially good over the past few weeks. They gave up forty one to Clemson, which is you know not that bad, obviously, but they gave up fifty one to Syracuse. Um, you know they gave. The previous three games against Virginia or against Marshall, Virginia and Boston College, they gave up twenty, twenty-one, twenty-three, um, and won all three of those games. But the past two games, they're on a two-game losing streak, and they've given up forty-one and fifty-one. So the NC State defense is uh, is capable of being scored on. Florida State's just going to have to do a you know they're just going to have to really improve on pretty much everything. Um, that's that's really the only way to the only way to to describe it um against fbs opponents nc state's only allowing three yards per rush so you know florida state's rushing attack hasn't been very good this year it, nc state's de rushing defense has been pretty dang good so far this year so it's going to be tough for florida state to to fi- um you know to to figure out that area where florida state can take advantages in the passing game nc state's allowing 8.1 yards per attempt to uh TFBS opponents so it's um it's it's probably going to be it's probably going to be a passing game again for Florida State and it'll be interesting to see how James Blackman if he's the starting quarterback handles that just because Francois is the better passer in my opinion um, as far as arm talent goes but I do think the offense will run better under with James Blackman at the helm obviously I don't know that because we haven't seen him um, we haven't seen him enough to make that that assessment for real in the Gulf Coast offense, so we're gonna have to wait and see on that. But this is a game where NC State is a big favorite. Florida State's on the road, coming off a huge loss, and it's going to uh, it's gonna be a tough task for the Seminoles to to really get things going, um, especially in a place like Raleigh where they haven't you know they're I believe they're four and four in the last eight games. So that uh, that'll do it for the second segment and the third segment we're going to talk about uh, some things that I think Florida State or not really some things that I think Florida State I, I believe there's two ways that this game goes um, the two most likely ways and what it means for the rest of the season because I think this game is is huge for how Flor the rest of Florida State's season plays out um, but we'll get into that in the third segment and um, but before we get before we do are you sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see Florida State win? Then you've got to check out Sling TV. Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. $30 a month gets you ESPN, the Pac-12 network, the SEC network, the ACC network will probably be on it when it comes out, and, and many, many more channels. There's no useless channels, no long-term contracts, and no hidden fees, and you can cancel any time. You can stream on your big screen and all your favorite devices. So sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked On listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to sling.com forward slash Locked On. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com forward slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. So don't ever miss another game because you're stuck uh, paying for cable. Thanks for sticking with me as we head into this final segment. Um, There's two ways that I see Florida State's season playing out and both of them depend on this game. I don't see this game being a close loss for Florida State, right? Um I, I don't see Florida State losing it by by like 3 or something. I think that either Florida State is going to win this game or Florida State is going to get blown out. Um the reason that I think that is because if Florida State is playing you know, if James Blackman starts and the team we're going to start with a winning we're going to start with the winning one. Uh, um if, if Florida State you know, comes out and James Blackman's leading the team and the offense looks better and Florida State's, you know, limiting Ryan Finley enough to where they can win the game, that I mean, that's gonna be a huge confidence boost, especially coming off of Clemson. It's gonna be a huge confidence boost. Florida State's go, went on the road and beat a ranked team, and you know, it, it would be a huge win for Willie Taggart. it'd be a huge win for these players. It would be a huge confidence boost for this team. And, obviously, heading into Notre Dame on the road, that's not, you know, you you need a little bit of confidence. But even for the rest of the season, you get Boston College at home and Florida at home. Both of those teams are beatable. Like, uh, you know, I'm still not sold on Florida. If they can't can't run the football, they're not going to score. They struggle to uh, move the ball in the passing game. Felipe Franks is still the quarterback at this point. So I'm not sold on Florida being a great team. But if Florida State comes out and plays – plays with confidence and plays behind James Blackman and rallies around him assuming he's the starter. I'm assuming he's the starter just by the way you know this this week is gone and what Willie Taggart said on both Wednesday and today. I'm assuming that James Blackman's the starter until he's not. Um, but if the team rallies around James like I think that they will um just because they love him so much and he's been such a good teammate, he's even when he's not starting then that, that gives Florida State a lot of confidence, and I do think they'll get to bowl eligibility, finding one win over the final three games. Um, and then, obviously, going to a bowl game. That would be huge for Willie Taggart. It would be huge for the program. Now, the other side of the coin is what happens if, you know, the team doesn't play well. What happens if the Clemson game rolls over and Florida State rolls over if NC State jumps on them early? And that's I think that's a, that's a very real worry, you know, Coach Taggart talked today about how the teams responded this week during practice, and there's, you know, it, we've heard that a lot this season when Florida State's faced adversity, you know, against Virginia Tech, we heard about how they had a great week of practice, and then the Sanford game happened, then the Sanford game happened, and then the Syracuse game happened, you know, so we're gonna have to wait and see if that happens. But if if it doesn't, if Florida State comes out lays an egg and just rolls over, I mean, it's how does? I, I just don't see how Florida State's going to be able to get it back mentally after those two after two losses like that. Um, if, if NC State does come in, roll over Florida State and wins by say two touchdowns, three touchdowns. Um, I think this is the you know l- less likely scenario than them winning. I don't, for some reason, I just don't think that Florida State goes up there and loses a close game. Um I think that if they're they're in the game, they're playing, they're they're obviously playing hard. I mean, you saw how they how they played against Miami, you saw how they played against Louisville, when it, you know, when Florida State was in a close game, they played well. Um for the most part. <laughs> the second half of the Miami game was obviously not great, but you know, when when this team is is locked in, they they have the ability to play well. And that's why I think that and, you know, following a a uh, NC State team that's coming off two straight losses after being undefeated, I don't, um, I just don't know how how NC State would, will respond to that. I don't know how Florida State's going to respond to that. It's going to be a really interesting game. But if Florida State you know comes in and gets blown out, that they could go zero and three the rest of the season and finish four and eight. Um, if Florida State comes out and win that game, wins that game, I do believe that they'll go bowling. I think this is the this is a, a super important game as far as you know for not only the team and this season, but also for Willie Taggart. He has to come out and he ha- he needs to have the team and himself prove that hey, you know we can bounce back, we can handle adversity. He's he's talked all about it about how the team didn't handle adversity well against Clemson and how that's you know that's been a Big thing that he's been trying to change since he got here day one in the culture at Florida State and how the team just folds when it hits adversity. If the team folds again when it hits adversity, I mean, I just don't understand. I don't know how they can come back from that this season, considering the teams that they have um, left on the schedule. I mean, after this game, they travel to number three Notre Dame and then they get a ranked Boston College team at home, which probably won't be ranked uh, when they play. Because you know they have to play Clemson, but, and then you get a ranked Florida team, which doesn't really face any other big opponents after facing Georgia. So th- this game is, is huge for Florida State and Willie Taggart as far as you know changing, changing the culture that he's trying to do. You know, he, he talked about making changes and finding guys that want to play. If he doesn't find those guys in this game, I mean this season's basically a lost cause um you know you're against the next three teams you can't i mean NC State's or not NC State but Boston College is going to come here and try to do exactly what they did last year pound the rock take the heart and just pound Florida State into the ground that's what they did last year and it worked well um you know 35 to 3 if you guys remember that I was there it was miserable um but if Florida State can find a way to keep it close come back and win or not even come back and win but you know maybe just win just win. It doesn't matter how they win, just win. Find a way to do that. It's going to build so much confidence. It's going to be a win that that Willie Taggart can point to and say, hey, look, this is how we handle adversity. uh, We lost last week the worst home loss in program history, tied for the worst loss in program history. This is how we responded. This is what you have to do. So, I don't know that that Florida State, I, I think losing in a close game is the third most likely scenario. I think um, getting blown out and winning close are the two most likely scenarios. But I mean, we'll just have to wait and see for what Florida State, um, Florida State can, Florida State does on Saturday. It's it's going to be a it's going to be a really tough game for Florida State to go up there and win. But I do believe Florida State can win. I'm probably not going to pick them to win um, at this point, just because I don't know how you could pick uh, pick a team to win on the road against a ranked opponent after they got blown out by 49 at home. But um, we'll have to wait and see. I'll have that uh, that podcast up tomorrow with, uh, with my prediction for the game, so you'll have to check that out. But that'll do it for this edition of the Locked on Seminoles podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm sorry about the two missed podcasts. Uh, earlier in the week, I have been under the weather. I'm still under the weather, but I couldn't miss three days. I wanted to give you guys something, so I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, hit like, favorite, share, whatever. Tell all your friends that are Florida State fans about this podcast. I really appreciate all the support. But that'll do it for this edition of the Locked On Seminoles podcast. I'm Wayne McGahee. Have a wonderful day.